0: At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to $800. Bucks, only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at t
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Minority Reports Podcast and Digital Series. I am your host, Mona Sheikh. You guys, apologies for the delay because there are some technical difficulties because we have an international guest. And when you deal with international guests, sometimes we run into technical issues. Sometimes when you even have domestic you know guests you run into issues let it all international so my international guest is amazing i've had her in my comedy show before she's a fellow pakistani she's a fellow female comic she is wonderful she's hilarious and i'm so happy and actually very proud to have her on the podcast here's my
2: very talented friend natalia gold how are you hi mona how are you i'm good i'm, Thank you. I'm you. yeah okay. hey, there you are thank you for the lovely introduction it's um it's great talking to you after a whole year yeah i
1: know I, natalia can you believe this it's been a whole freaking year that that was the last time
2: we did a show together holy shit yeah i mean the sad part is we were in lockdown at that time and we still are that is so sad natalia you are in
1: lahore correct or karachi karachi you're in karachi which is my birth city i was born and raised in karachi I moved oh, when you I was were born cool then I was born one cool cool that's very kind of you that's that's not how my family thought of me but that's very kind of you um but uh you're in Karachi what you just said that the city is still is the whole country in lockdown or is it just Karachi that is not
2: oh. uh the entire country is in lockdown actually uh things haven't really gotten better even though we are getting vaccinated and yeah. now they're even vaccinated 18 above but uh, still things are bad because uh, we had Eid, so a lot of people met during that time, so the spike went up. It's very tricky. Um, UK is going in lockdown again, so, you know, we don't know what's going on. What is, are you, have you been vaccinated? Not yet. I haven't received uh, my code. We, we are, I don't know if you had the same thing, but we're supposed to email our NIC number and we're getting a code. So that's how we get an appointment at a vaccination center. Got it. So uh, what kind of vaccination is it? Is it Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson? What do you guys have? Man, I wish we were that lucky to get that. Uh, but no, it's a third world country. You can see by my internet reception. Uh, we're actually getting, <laughs> we're getting the Sputnik and the Sinovac and Sinopharm. Sputnik, that's the, the Russian one. Yeah, even though Russian themselves are not getting vaccinated because they don't think these vaccinations are trust trustworthy. But uh, a lot of people did get uh, vaccinated in Pakistan with this, but I don't I think we've run out of it. The only ones available are the Sinopharm and Sinovac now.
1: So and those are what, Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> and did the,
2: did the local Chinese folks get vaccinated with those vaccinations? So, you know, it's interesting. I was just looking it up yesterday because I have all these theories in my head. Um, I just watched this uh, movie on Netflix, uh, Dead to Me, or the City (laughs) of the Dead, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what if we turn into zombies once we get vaccinated? So I have all these theories going on in my head. What well, if we turn to zombies? I think some people here are already zombies. I
1: think the vaccination would probably do them good uh, rather than do them bad. See, Natalia, isn't, it's so fascinating, right? Here you are telling me that you're like, oh, look, we, I, I wish we were fortunate enough to have Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer. We have a bunch of what we call an Urdu chutias in America who refuse to get vaccinated they refuse to get your Johnson and Johnson, your Moderna, your Pfizer. They don't want to get it. They don't want to get it. They're like, what's in it? I don't know what's in it. You know what? You fucking eat street food and hot dogs from the street. Don't worry about it. Just take the goddamn vaccination, right? And you are yeah. in Boston and You're like, yo, I wish I could get those vaccinations. So, you know, this is why I have these conversations,
2: because to give people fucking perspective. I mean, uh, cause, uh, even because with these vaccinate, we the effectiveness is really low compared to Moderna or Pfizer. Um, so people who are getting vaccinated with these vaccines, it's not working because there's a surge of vac- infections happening again. So we do need good ones. We do need the one which acts on the messenger RNA, which is the Pfizer and Moderna one. Correct. Right. That's correct. Right. Uh,
1: I mean, I got Johnson & Johnson. My, so I only had a little bit of headache and I was fine. Uh, but Johnson and Johnson, I think, is about uh, they said about ninety percent effective. Um, yes. So, what's the effective rate of these vaccines that are in Pakistan
2: right now? I think the Sinovac is sixty seven percent. Sinopharm is better. Uh, it is still around seventy to eighty. Sputnik, I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah, but I'm not so sure about it. I think it's just vodka being inserted in your arm.
2: I mean, Sputnik was the first satellite that Russian sent into space. So I don't correct. know what, what's happening. Yeah, and I'm just like, and you're gonna name
1: the drug that too? That's like, you you take it and then you you leave the planet? I, I'm not so I'm not so sure about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: not so sure about that.
2: I'm, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be a fun trip too. I mean, yeah, out of- you're not coming
1: back. Tell you that much. If you're taking a trip on Sputnik, there's no fucking way you're coming back. Um. Man, I am um, you know, I am really scared for everyone. I mean, we just had a uh, we just had a news yesterday. I forgot. I think it was Dr. Fauci, who's our, you know, head of disease here. Um, uh, you know, he's our he's our head dude here, uh that Trump hated and everybody else loves. But he came out and said uh, you know, he came out and said that um it would be in America's best interest to get the rest of the world vaccinated. Like, look, America has more than enough resources to yeah. ship over Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, and Pfizer are tricky because they were they have to be like something like sixty below in temperature, and we the yeah. refrigeration for it, the free. I mean, that's just a lot. But Johnson and Johnson, and AstraZeneca also very effective, room temperature. You can keep them room temperature. You can jab people one jab. You're done. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I really believe that uh, America should really step its game up and we really need to help get India vaccinated. We need to get Pakistan, get vaccinated. I mean, Natalia, do you have friends in India that are people who travel from India and Pakistan? And like, are, are there
2: cases coming from India to Pakistan or have you heard anything like that? I mean unfortunately the things haven't been really great with the between India and Pakistan so the traveling is not that easy i mean we never get a visa um so so we don't have a lot of traveling happening uh, between these two countries anyway um but i i don't know uh, i don't have anybody who travels back and forth and so far we don't have any indian variant we do have the the uk variant we don't yet have the indian variant so well, yeah, India yeah. has this new thing called the black fungus. Have you heard of this? Yes. Um. Yeah. Mucomycorosis. Muc- micro, micro
1: I don't even know what. The, I mean, yeah. it's just what is happening in India is so heartbreaking. Like you're watching people die. I think uh, because Modi really just is just not a good leader at all for Indians. <laughs> Uh, He has just let the country, he's just let the virus run amok. I mean, it's really, it's really insane. Uh, Have your parents been vaccinated, Mazzoya?
2: Yes, my parents have been vaccinated. My mother-in-law just got vaccinated. Um, You know what? I feel like if we even, we had a different government and not PTI, if we had People's Party or if we had the Nawaz League um, taking care of the country during the pandemic, I think the situation would have been much worse. I mean I feel I feel the government is taking all kinds of precautions before things are going bad yes. they have already prepared for this new variant which is the indian variant they have figured out that uh, it's happened to people who are diabetic so there's so many mm-hmm. unrecognized cases and of diabetes in pakistan so they've mm-hmm. actually created an ngo to get people back people tested for diabetes so mm-hmm. strategizing is better in this government Yes, We have gotten like five million doses of vaccine, which I feel wouldn't have been possible if it was People's Party or PMLN. Um Can I ask you something, Natalia? Is the vaccination free or do you have to pay for it? It's absolutely free. And we're so lucky that it's happening this way. And everything, like I took my mother-in-law to get vaccinated to Aga Khan and everything was so smooth. And I was very impressed how things were taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um well, Aga Khan yes. is the top-notch hospital. Yes, so it, is. So it was for free. Even in other local government hospitals, the things, nobody really complained about anything going wrong. So I was really impressed that, okay, so the basic thing that they did was that uh, they broadcasted messages um, for COVID updates on phones. So every time you call somebody, you would hear an alert about COVID. So that created a lot of awareness for the masses who do not have a TV, who do not even know sanitizers exist. They were drinking sanitizers initially. They thought it's, we have different issues. (laughs) I mean, I probably, they heard Trump that you drink sanitizer and that's. that's You drink drink Clorox
1: and it helps. uh, Or you you take take UV ray light and shoot it up your ass. And that's how you get rid of COVID. And it's just like, that's. That's never worked. Like, you know, who's shooting lights up their asses? Like, what the fuck? Um, no, thank God. I mean, look, thank God. Uh, thank God we got Biden in place. So he's like, I mean, uh, we they just announced this week, 50% of all U.S. adults have at least one shot of, you know, vaccine, which is huge. Uh, Pakistan yeah. is a very big population. Pakistan is what, uh, about what, 200 million?
2: Yeah, exactly right. It's like 20 20- 20 crore, yeah, exactly the same thing, yeah. Yeah,
1: it says about 200 million. I mean, yeah. even if you have 5 million people vaccinated, that's not even
2: a dent. Like, that's not even, a, that's like a nothing. The another issue is that a lot of people in Pakistan do not still have an ID card. We live in poverty. People are not registered. Um, so that entire process. But because of pandemic, a lot of things have been, because people, they were, government was offering... Um, Money and funds. So a lot of people, because of that, they got registered. They got an NIC for for the first time. Even now, they're registering Afghans um, because a lot of Afghans they do not have an ID card in Pakistan. So things right. are getting better. I see a good future for us finally. Yes. Yes. Positive. Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, Natalia do they announce how many cases there are per week or per month or per day
2: of deaths and COVID cases? It's not too bad. The this, this spike has gone down. Um, I really don't know today if, how many cases we were reported today. But I feel like the cases went up uh, two days ago because a lot of people met during Eid. Um, and they were, we very had rallies for Palestine as well, which were, which I was really scared about because we had a huge rally for Palestine on Sharaf Essel. And I was worried the COVID cases might go up. But uh, so far, things are okay. We're going down in the, in the spike. Are people wearing masks? Are people, is it mandatory when you go out to wear masks and grocery stores and stuff? Yes, uh, it is mandatory. And uh, these days we have another restrictions that we cannot leave the house after 8 p.m. So we're wow. under a lockdown like that. As well. You guys are in a curfew. So, uh, so when you say a lockdown, uh, so only
1: necessary stuff is open, like grocery stores and doctors and hospitals and things like that. Yes.
2: And it's so sad that we haven't been able to have the comedy open mics that we were having every Friday. Uh, for us comedians, it was a great way to write and perform every Friday. Uh, we haven't performed since Ramzan, because um, I was still having these comedy open mics uh, in Ramzan. We had for it for two weeks. And then again, we had... In to- person? In person open mics? Yes, yes, things were better. Things are better. And again, during Ramzan, everything went back because a lot of people were having, like, game nights and you know how Karachiites are we just need a reason to party so in Ramzan we had game nights and not just like 10 people I saw a gathering of like 200 to 300 people that's not right that's not right yeah exactly people go overboard
1: you know that's that's not right um my friend uh James here is asking are there any anti-vaxxers in Pakistan
2: I'm pretty sure they are I'm just Today, uh I read this article um, in an Urdu newspaper that some, I don't know who the scientist is, is saying that people who are getting vaccinated are going to die in two years. So we do have people spreading all kinds of sh- But the good thing is, what I noticed is that um, my husband went for prayers on Friday and that uh, the, the Malvi was actually telling people to get vaccinated. Oh, you know what? when a person... Yeah, I hire in faith or, you know, somebody says it comes from that. That means that people do listen. And that was a pride. You know how right. with mullahs? Yeah.
1: yeah, because the mullahs have a very, they have a very big authority. They're, they're very, you know, their word holds a lot of power. I mean, that's wonderful that they're preaching that. Natalia, we have such an anti-vaxxer problem in America. I mean, I am beyond. I mean, we think that we have, you know, uneducated people in third world countries. No. No, we have plenty of ignorant, uneducated people right here in the United States of America. They have a battle against vaccines, man.
2: I mean, if if um, I feel like this with the student debt and everything, I don't think that a lot of Americans are going to college anymore. So, yeah, it's not. You know what? It is yeah. not entirely. It's not even so much about the college educated. Even the educated
1: people. There's a level of ignorance. You know, like, you know, in Urdu we say, like, educated yes. ignorance. You know, mm, and I think that those kind of people are everywhere then. Yes. Yeah. They're everywhere. It's regardless of color and culture and religion, they are everywhere. I mean, it's a, I mean, but I'm glad it sounds like Imran Khan is doing a pretty good job at managing it, but maybe it's not moving it at, at the pace that it should.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot happened when he came in power. So, you know, he's just been just saving, saving it. Um, our economy is getting better. Um, there's a lot of investment. There are a lot of new ventures happening. Yeah. So things are moving for better. It's going to take a while. Um, we're in recession. We're in debt. So, you know, we got to take. And then if we go in a lockdown, it does hurt an economy. So mm-hmm. he's dealing with so much, I feel.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know that Saudi Arabia was recently
2: making a trip to Pakistan. did they dropped some checks? Um, I'm pretty, I don't know about, oh, when, actually Imran Khan was uh, in Saudi and then he went to yeah,
1: Yeah, he was in Saudi. Yeah. So they usually, yeah. They probably cut us a check uh, and then they're like, uh, get that Sharia law going. All right. Here you go. Here's a check. Get the Sharia law going. Keep it going.
2: So, so there's a new law in Sindh. It's so hilarious. Is that uh, it's compulsory for parents to get their kids married when they turn 18 whoa or else they're gonna get fined <laughs> what it's insane i don't know who fired it is it the kids who want to get married or is it like parents are making it compulsory i don't know
1: i i don't understand why why the need to get married at 18.
2: probably because uh they feel that our youth is dating these days you know how it's a taboo in our culture oh
1: the the horror natalia the horror of dating
2: right um it was in the news that a couple was uh, kissing on a on an airline and somebody complained and the air hostess went and she gave them a blanket to cover no, her hij- other. no no <laughs>
1: this is in a, in a in a pakistani airline or it's a pakistani airline you know the people who are complaining are the ones who could probably use laying a little bit more if they just got laid they wouldn't have the oh, yeah.
2: needs to tell other people not to get laid like if you got laid you'd be happy with that yeah it, it's all that you're frustrated and you don't want to see others having some fun basically that is insane natalia i think the last time we did our show were you married then or did
1: you get married after no i got married during a pandemic oh my god congrats did you date your husband before you guys got married Yes, thank God. My parents are very woke. Um, I, love so I
2: love that. I love that. I love that. Tell me what is that dating like? in What is dating like in Pakistan? It's pretty chill. Um, I tell you that they're both kind of like when people from abroad see us, they think that we're we still in stuck in that era. It's not that. People in Karachi, people like me, we dress up however we want to. We party, we drink, we date. Um, but not everyone is like that. This must be just like... 20% of Pakistanis. <laughs> sure, in Karachi. In Karachi, especially. Um, yes. Yes. Who, who, who I can just call, label as defense wale, yeah, burger imam. You know? Burger
1: imam. that's right,
2: that's right. Elite right. And
1: For um, the people who don't know what is it that we're using, the terms we're using, defense is a very posh area in Karachi. Yeah. Call it like, kind of like the Beverly Hills of Karachi. And the folks who are there are very woke and very modern and, you know, and Natali, when you say you dress up however like you're talking about what wearing shorts and mini dresses and tops is that what you're talking
2: no we don't do that um, okay. while we're going to market but when we're partying it's like a closed circle it's a private event then we dress up Got um, it. so we don't have that kind of restriction especially because i feel like my parents awoke they've seen the world we've lived in the us so um it's not like that for every pakistani um, so what we were talking what were we talking about we were, exactly? talking about we were talking about
1: dating you were telling me the dating yes. process yeah
2: so yeah we dated for 2 years and then we got married okay. just to make our relationship halal <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right can I ask you some personal questions when you're dating so dating in America or dating in the west is very different when you date in America you're more than likely are getting laid you're making out you're doing all kinds of freaky shit you're discovering a lot of you know, sexually, what you like. Is it like that in Pakistan? Can two people it go is, and just get laid?
2: Yes, they do. Remember last time um, during my set, I was telling you I've seen women wear burqa and uh, and they have a whole guy inside the burqa oh! at a park. That's Remember right, that? Right you you yeah, that's right, you, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen people dating in parks. We've seen people dating in the Muslim of Azam in Azam, right next to his tomb. We've heard all kinds of things. Everyone is doing it. The problem is just nobody wants to talk about it. Right. Right. Because it's a Muslim country. It's a Muslim nation.
1: And we're so pious. And we're so much better than those Western people. You know, we're just so much better. And we have this direct connection with Allah. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) People are people everywhere, Natalia. People are people. Human beings are human beings. Our needs are exactly the same. I don't care if they're white, black, brown, Asian. I don't give a fuck. Like people are people. Uh, So when you're dating, when you were dating your husband, uh, I mean, did you live by on your own and he lived on his own and you guys were going to each other's places or what was that like?
2: So we both live with our parents. Like he lives with his mom and actually I was caught sneaking out and that's how the mother found out about me and she was like, You better make this relationship, halal, you can't do this in my house. <laughs> and that's what happened. I- wow. You were sneaking out what? Like at nighttime or daytime? What were you doing? I mean, I would just now we're married so i can actually talk about it right (laughs) exactly exactly nobody
1: can say nothing now yeah
2: um so i was we were spending time like we would on saturday nights i would stay with him and on sunday morning i would try to sneak out and i was caught one day sneaking out and uh, that's how she found about me and it's so cute that she's like when i was coming for the rishta scene she's like she called him and she's like make sure that she enters with the right foot She's like, mom, you already know that she has been in this house. She's like, no, no, no. But her intentions were different back then. <laughs> 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 <I'm> like, <laughs> Can like, you When you
1: guys would travel. So I've heard some stories that sometimes some couples could be like either they're married or they're just dating. And they're like by Clifton, which is a beach area and by the ocean in the car making out. And then cops come and harass them and ask them for their marriage certificate is that a yeah. thing
2: yeah it it was a thing i haven't really heard about it recently probably it still happens i mean because of this air blue um this airline incident yeah, yeah. that has been a thing that cops uh, especially you it phase eight in defense and uh places like that uh yeah. cops come and harass you
1: so they just come and they're just like show me your marriage certificate
2: yeah i mean public fornication is not even allowed in the u.s um, but yeah, yeah. they would even catch people making out.
1: Yeah, that's it's not even public. Listen, you but, can't be, yeah, you can't be naked in public here, you can't be fornicating in public, you can't be masturbating in public. Like, yeah, fuck that.
2: Yeah, those things are normal. I feel like um even we don't even have a great culture where married couples show an affection in public. That's right. We don't have like that because that's we haven't correct. You know, I mean, at least I have seen my dad do that because I come from a very different background. But people don't do that. They don't show affection. Yes. I don't know how people showing no inf- affection still have like 12 kids. I don't I understand. Well, they just had sex 12 times. That's it. That's what the going to happen. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, this is no affection, no love, no touching, no back rubs. That is you know? so sad. That is so sad. I've Americans, I've seen like foreigners do that. You know, they're always like touching their wife and, you know, back yeah, yeah, rubs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, PDA yeah, is very big. PDA is very big. Yeah, 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 yeah. PDA is very big. Natalia, you are—you've uh, been a stand-up comic for how many years now?
2: Um, two thousand and seventeen. Um, okay. So, three,
1: four years. Okay. Yeah. Years. What What got you into stand-up? I mean, uh, to be a Pakistani woman living in Pakistan doing stand-up comedy. First of all your kudos to you for doing it because i know i know it's challenging in america but holy shit pakistan has its own set of challenges uh to do to pursue a career like that so first of all what
2: got you into comedy to begin with um i was uh, an actor since a child i was taking part in all kind of plays so i was just always a character in my house i really didn't know who natalia was i would just absorb characters from my real life i became a dentist because i really liked my uncle's daughter who was really nice and was a dentist and i went to the same university i was like i want to be just like her yeah uh, And so i soon realized that that wasn't the passion that i was looking for sure so sure. With, with dentistry i was part of commercial theater plays i did a lot of plays and just i just grew love for that and then um faiza salim you know Pfizer, who's uh, yes Who started this South Asia's All Girls comedy troupe? She saw me in one of the plays and she went, she was like, Come be part of this group. And I started improv with her. Yeah. So when a stand-up comedian saw me perform improv, and you know, he pushed me that, you know, you should become a stand-up comedian. I was like, I have always played a character. I don't know who I am. I don't know how to tell my story. I'm 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 very shy. I'm an introvert as a person. But I'm on stage when I'm a different character. I'm a different person, you know? It's like, no, no, no. And he booked me a show with Juni Akram, who's, like, a really renowned stand-up comedian. And under that pressure, I started writing. And I just performed a show. And I got paid for it. And people liked it. And I was like, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because did you do characters or did you write stand-up? You no, know, I wrote stand-up. And that's the stand-up I wrote for the first time was being Sindhi. Because that's a part of my identity. And right. um, all the things we see and find humor in it. and And then... Yeah. It went out of the roof. Yeah,
1: I mean, stand up comedy has really picked up. I know in India it's picked up quite a bit in the past ten years, but in Pakistan, you would say stand up comedy has really begun to really ramp up. What in the last five years, ten years? What are we looking at?
2: I mean, okay. Um, I it I feel like it has been steady. It hasn't had. It hasn't made a career for stand-up comedians yet that we leave our day job and rely on it completely. So we don't oh, have a lot of opportunities like that. Okay. So I would still say that we're in a growing stage right now. Got it. So you are so even though you're a stand-up comic, you still have are you still a dentist? No, 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 I'm not a dentist. Actually, um when this incident happened about uh me quitting stand-up comedy because I felt like I couldn't write anymore, that's um, the time that I, I created a platform called The Jungle for an artist where they find a safe space to talk about their art without being censored or shut down. So that's the idea behind Jungle. Um, I'm actually building on the in- live entertainment industry of Pakistan. So I throw events. Um, so I've created a platform. Every Friday, we have an open mic. And then, um, so I became like a person who was like, you know, you take my voice, uh, but I'll be sure to create an army of female comics. And that's what I did. I created 15 female comics in a span of one month. It was wow. a project funded by British Council. And uh, it was led by this trainer in UK. We did the entire session over Zoom. We gave yeah. the skill to women. And they performed in Napa, in live. And they got paid for it. And I feel like that's a lot of success because five, six of them are still performing regularly. So I feel mm-hmm. like I have contributed somehow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a. I mean, how many female comics would you say in Pakistan there are right now? We 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 hardly have some. And even the ones we have, they're they're not ready to put their stand-up comedy set online mm. because because you know how our masses are. In stand-up comedy show we know that a person has paid ticket, he knows what stand-up is about. So mm-hmm. we're comfortable performing. Mm-hmm. But like you know, they all have these hey, yaar, ye wala na, ya na, even when they're performing. There's that has been censored even at Wow Pakistan. They were performing there and we were told not to have sexual content, not to abuse, not to talk about boobs, you know. So there's so many. Sorry, where is this? Where is this? They told you not to do this? This was Wow Pakistan. We were actually recording our set and sending it to them. So they had a problem with sexual content and it was Wow Pakistan, which is woman of the world.
1: Woman of the world, just put your titties away. We don't we don't need to hear about your titties put them away titties are even censored on instagram huh titties are inside but you know what it is it's it, i think let's talk about the censoring part so the, the in america right now we have this uh, conversation happening among comedians in the comedy world um and i think in other but mostly in stand-up comedy we're talking about cancel culture cancel mm-hmm. culture is a very big part of the conversation which i'm sure you've heard of and heard that term before I know that in Pakistani society, everything is censored to begin with. Like, nothing sexual, nothing provocative, you know. Because there's already so much crazy, fucked up shit that already goes down regularly. As artists, that's the only freedom, that's the freedom that we have to get up there and talk about the issues to for people to be like, I feel your pain. I see what you see, right? And let me present it to you in a funny, comedic way, right? Yeah. I know that... You had a situation, and that's how I discovered you. That there was an article written about you. That there was a you made some jokes about being Cindy, and that shit went viral. People were complaining, "How dare you made fun of Cindy's? And you were like, "Fuck that!" You're like, "I am Cindy." Like, Cindy, By the way, for listeners who don't know what Cindy is, Sindh is a province in Pakistan, and Karachi is a city in the province of Sindh. Now that we got now that we got the geography out of the way, um. What was the joke, Natalia, that got people so riled up?
2: I think it was the fact that I'm a woman and I came on stage and I said, "I'm Cindy and I'm hairy and I'm horny." They just oh, heard, "Oh, wow, wow!" So, and the, what's what's ironic is that they said that, "How dare you call us horny? We will fucking rape you." <laughs> Sorry, that's we so were sending you rape threats, and I'm like, exactly my point,
1: right? Um, horny doesn't mean you can get to rape me, horny just means horny, just human being. So, let me ask you this if Junaid Akram, who's a very established comic in Pakistan, was to go up on stage and be like, I am whatever, I'm Punjabi, I'm Sindhi. I'm hairy, and I'm horny. You think that would have been received a lot differently than
2: what you did? I can give you three examples for that. Um, Ali Gulpeer has an entire song of Can Ka Beta. Okay. What, ke, what, um, can, you
1: trans- can you translate that?
2: Wadereka Ka, is like a landlord of Sindh. And he's talking about his son. And in which he, there's a few words where he calls the dog, the Wadera as well. Dog, the landlord as well. Okay. Yunan Sai, he uses the word. Sai, which is like a word, a title given to somebody in or in power and authority. He calls it the dog that. He did not get a lot of shit like that. But I can say Twelo the Ghana was not that much of an attack on the Sindhi community. It only targeted the Wadera, which is like a privileged community. Fine. Right. Anwar Maksu did the same thing. He got a little heat for it, but nobody slut shamed for it, of course. Shazad Gayas, another stand a famous stand-up comedian, made jokes about.
0: At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to $800. Bucks, only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at t
2: about Sindhi's raping dolphins that's why the dolphins are blind in Sindh are they (laughs) it was a joke (laughs) (laughs) and they are and they are (laughs) no but nothing happened nothing happened so it was it was the fact that a woman was making these jokes Mm -hmm. Um, that was the that was the problem um and I was being targeted because I was a woman and I was being slut shamed for it, I was getting hit posts made with the pictures that I'm wearing sleeveless in, and they're like, "Look at this shameful woman." Nobody really criticized my art because I was open for, com- for a dialogue. Uh, the people who commented who just had concerns about the content, I I spoke to them nicely, and I, you know, I I told them my part of the story. You know, I feel this way. Like, no offense, but people who were just starting with the fact that. They were slut-shaming me and all kind of things were going around on the internet. I can't, I can't reason with that. I can't even pay attention. I it's just to- a, Right, but that's also not a reasonable argument where somebody's coming on
1: and making a, a rape threat to you. How do you argue, why, how do you have a discussion with someone like that? You
2: can't. No, you cannot, you cannot. I just kept on deleting in books and in comments and... And it, at a point came where I was like, you know, I, I cannot, I cannot even read it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. So I had oh to deactivate God. my accounts. So mm-hmm. I was just, I was like, the only way to stop it is just deactivate all my accounts. And that's exactly what I did. And at that point, I even lost the people who were supporting me because, you know, I didn't what even was- wait for the support to arrive. There was a lot of support. Mm-hmm. I didn't what get to is- see it. Natalia, did you have
1: did you have people threatening to come and hurt you and murder you and all that shit? And did they did people try to find out where you live? Like, was that a real threat for you for your safety and your life?
2: I did leave the country for a bit. It was just my dad was in the U.S. He was like, "Just come here. Um, just just wow. come. You need you need the break." Wow.
1: Then I went to Mexico.
2: Wow. That entire episode wasn't that bad. Well, Mexico is
1: not in the United States of America, so you said you would. Okay.
2: No, I went to the U.S. and then I went for a no, to Mexico. Okay,
1: got it, got, it, got it.
2: Which is five days. Uh, but uh, the thing is that w- all this ended. Things were better. And then there was this one person who had some personal beef against me. He started making multiple accounts and starting posting my pictures on like naked videos and bodies and making all kind of memes. Oh I had goodness. to report him. <gasps> and I went... I had a show that evening and I went and I showed all those pictures to a 60 year old uncle and saying that uncle, can you report this person? This is an FIE. This happened, that happened. I had to bring all that evidence. And the evening I went to my show and I was like, I don't even think I can perform. But my fellow comedians were like, you know, just just say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I went up to the audience and I was like, I don't think I can continue comedy because I'm, I'm going through all this. And I just saw all that and that trauma. It's still with me. I kind of stopped performing. I would get anxious. I yeah. stopped writing. Yeah. It took a while, uh, but things are better okay. now.
1: Well, I just want you to know, uh, as your uh, consider me your uh, sister and supporter, uh, that I am uh, so uh, I am I am in all of you. I I am I I admire you. I have so much respect for you, and uh, I you will do be doing the world a disservice if you stop doing comedy. So we need you to keep doing comedy, Natalia.
2: Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of anger, but then I understood that, you know, they haven't you seen women. Of, did you ever find out who this asshole was? Um, I don't know, but all his accounts got deactivated. I do know his name, and I know that he is from my same village. He's from my village.
1: Wow. What village is this? Gambat. Wow.
2: So, can you, can you know what he looks like? Um... I don't know I have to dig him that time I knew what he looks like because his profile was all over we really found out who it was um, person behind it actually he was the one who started campaigning against me as well when I was getting commercials uh, because he was supposed so he was like a amateur comedian as well and I think he had the beef that I am getting all I mean I'm getting brands he started a campaign against me and he started with all these nasty pages oh Um, there's a lot
1: of jealousy there's there's jealousy happening
2: yeah yeah definitely it was a personal um, desire or whatever you want to say because you know trolls never do that much to you they just shame you and just leave this was like a personal beef what a piece of shit well uh, has he just stopped contacting and stopped doing this now that person has vanished i don't know if it was fia or that person realized i don't know what happened he's not there anymore
1: I hope COVID came and got him. Um, I really pray for people. I, I like know,
2: that. I'm, prob- I'm sure it's a karma. Something happened yeah. to him.
1: Yeah, I, I really hope COVID got him. And then I hope the black fungus got in his system too. Fuck that guy. Um, I hate people like that. Um, Natalia, when you guys uh, perform together, the female comics, and you guys, is there. What is that like? Is there. We, we also have uh, a, an issue here in America in the comedy world of harassment and sexual harassment that goes down from male comics to female comics. So
2: when male comics, is that, is that a thing in Pakistan where there's a level of harassment? Uh, not really. The kind of audience that we attract for our shows is a parilikhi abam. They no, no, I'm
1: talking about other male comics harassing female comics
2: male comics harassing female comics no no, yeah. no 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 that doesn't that doesn't happen um i wow. feel like we have a very supportive community wow. um
1: very impressive yeah. very impressive
2: we, i mean even if i have, i did hear something but i felt like it was dealt with by other male comics and they took charge so it doesn't it's not a normal thing here wow um, that's very that's impressive, impressive. I even heard that female comics in UK face harassment that when they leave the show, they are being stalked. And I was like, it's all over the world then. That's right. That's right. In Australia, this female comic uh, did a mic and left. And this guy murdered
1: her. He followed her, murdered her, dumped her body in the river. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah case all over the place all over the yeah it was all over australia america we uh, our comedy scene here uh it's pretty bad uh it's pretty bad here with the sexual harassment and do you ever get this thing in pakistan where when a male comic brings you up on stage he's like the next comic the next female comic i'm about to bring up on stage she's so hot i've been trying to fuck her ever since i met her give it up for
2: um it's funny that you say that um we i have a host for the comedy open mic and he's always just you know um saying things about this another female comic i didn't i didn't want to because it was my show even i was like should i even react but then i was like you know what um it's comedy and i'm here for comedy as long as it's um there are people who make anti-feminist jokes as well and Mm -hmm. i don't even censor that because again it's like opinion and and it's art as long as it's, it's not like you know there's a thin line between it I allow it but what I really admired is that female comics started having comebacks so the audience would cheer for her more so you know sure. that, guy stopped. that guy stopped because you know he was like every time I say something to her she has a greater comeback and I feel that is the battle that I want to fight mm-hmm. I don't want to stop it. I want this to be the humorous battle um, actually it's funny that um this co-trainer that I was working with, Natalie from UK, she's actually written a thesis about uh, stand-up comedian. Stand up comedy is the fourth wave of feminism because I feel like through comedy we're actually talking about our real issues. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we never had this kind of platform. I mean, in movies, in books, in shows, there's always a there's always fiction, but you don't really often see real women talking about their stories in a in a comedic way. I feel yes. like that's I agree with
1: that. I mean, I w- I would agree with that. I mean, look, we've ha- we have a wave of female comics in America. Like that's it's pretty incredible. Uh, we don't have any established, thisy female comics, and that's where I'm busting my ass to kind of make that mark for myself. But I've definitely gotten you know incredible amounts of breaks here. You know, I I got to pre- yeah. Well, I got. Oh, well thank you. That's you're so sweet. Thank you. I like I got a chance to MC the women's march in San Francisco and got to perform in front of 60,000 people. Like that's a that's a massive, you know, that's a massive achievement. But, you know, uh, America is still kind of dealing with uh, how do we deal with, you know, a, an immigrant female comic who comes up there and talks about her life and talks about her upbringing and, you know, the cultural differences. So I think they're kind of coming terms with that. Are there certain topics, Natalia, in your shows that you do, or even other shows you've done, where they're just like you can't talk about sex, you can't talk about kissing, you can't talk about dating, you can't talk about you know politics? What what goes down?
2: Um, in corporate events, obviously, we cannot talk about uh, religion, sexual contact uh, content, and politics. Uh, these are the three things that we don't talk about. Uh, but when it's like my open mic, um, we allow all kind of content. Sure
1: sure and open mic- what about I mean you do the open mic do you also put on shows or they're just open mics
2: yes um so I've doing recently done a, a huge show I don't know if you've heard about Tabish Hashmi um he's a stand-up comedian from Pakistan moved to Canada and he's since he moved he became like this huge digital wave because of him I feel like our future looks great yeah because um, brands are approaching is him he very big is he big in the Pakistani communities in Canada
1: and okay yeah because I don't know I've never heard of him
2: you know? yeah so um
1: what was I saying yeah uh so because he his is catered to a certain crowd it's catered to more yeah, Pakistani like
2: it's more because we do our comedy in Urdu and I think then, obviously, our audience is limited. I feel like even when I upload a lot of videos on YouTube, I have Indian audience as well, which is surprising. And it's amazing to see that yeah. Indians are supporting my content when yeah. I talk about relationships. Pakistan
1: 100%. 100%. Look, I got hired uh, to perform with uh, Ali Zafar. He was here. Right? And turns out that Ali Zafar and I had the exact same date of birth. We have the exact same date of birth. Uh, which is crazy. So Aliza goes up. So I go up and um, it's an entire Pakistani crowd, but there's a table of Pakistani looking people, but this, but they're like cheering me on real hard, right? I'm cracking jokes and the aunties are not having it. Okay. The aunties don't want to hear it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and so the moment I mentioned Ali's first name, they are like, oh my God, first right. They're fucking going crazy. So I, they, they, they wouldn't pay attention to what I was saying. So I just turned to them. I'm like, aunties, Ali Zafar, huh? Aren't you excited about him? Yeah, Ali Zafar. They're like, oh my God. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, look at all the uncles. I was like, aunties, aunties, aunties look like, aunties look like there's a, there's, there's a monsoon happening in their clothes. Um, so aunties need to calm down. Right. And uh, so the aunties are like, mm, like fucking grinning at me and shit. So finally, I'm just like, yo, fuck this. This is a fucking shitty ass crowd. Fuck you guys. I'm out. In the middle of my set, the host of the show walks up and she's like, hi, um, the crowd is really asking that Aliza for goes up before you. I'm like, are you for fucking real right now? In the middle of my goddamn set, Natalia. I'm like, you know what? Fuck y'all. Yeah, take the fucking mic. I'm out. Right. And I leave. Yeah. And Aliza comes on. Right. And then Aliza is like, wait a minute, you guys. Stand-up comedy is a fucking hard gig. Like, she was really funny and she was great. Like, give it up for Mona. Like, she was awesome, you know? Like, why are you guys giving her a hard time? And then I was just like, yo, I don't even give a fuck. So when he does his thing and he leaves, then I get it back up on stage and I just start ripping the fucking audience apart. I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Go fuck yourself, eat fucking dicks. I don't fucking care. You know, I am just going fucking off on the crowd. And this one table is just applauding, laughing, cheering their asses off. Turns out they were Indians, Indian Muslims, dressed up as Pakistanis. Cheering me up, dude. My biggest fans are usually not Pakistanis, they're Indians.
2: They're Indian, Wait, Pakistani has haven't seen women doing comedy. I mean, right. the crowd reacts very differently to a female comic. Yep, uh, ben, By the way, Ali, Ali Zafar is a harasser. He has a current. I know name. he is. I know he is. I've heard his cases, but listen, nothing. I'm <laughs> of course gonna cheer him on, and uh, of course, there
1: and nothing. And, and I think what fascinates me about him is that. Even the, the women who came out and accused him are being slut-shamed. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're being shamed and nothing happens to these guys, right? Ali Zafar is not going to lose job because he's a fucking predator. He's, it's not yeah. going to happen yeah. for him, right? Yeah. I mean, how many women did he harass, by
2: the way? Or how many? What, what has he done? Has he, did he rape women? What did he do? No, no, he hasn't raped anyone. He has harassed Miss, um, Misha Shafi, uh, who's a fellow uh, musician. Okay
1: like harass her like what tell her like he wants to fuck her like what
2: yeah he has been like uh inappropriately behaving with her and she kept on warning him and that didn't happen so she she went out and she she went out public way after that happened she came out later yeah natalie do you feel like the pakistani audience is
1: getting more accepting and embracing of female comics and what you guys have to say
2: yeah, I think it's only going to happen when we have more female comics. It's when they see more of them, is when they witness it all, and that's the only way to them absorb and accept us. Mm-hmm. So we just have to make more female comics,
1: right? we just have been, but also, I mean, besides your open mics, and of course in corporate gigs you can. But when you do other shows, when you guys have your all female shows with, you know, with the uh, sorry, what is that? What, huh? With Faisal, yeah, but Salims. Um, do you guys just talk about anything? Is there, is there no restriction? Like, what is that like?
2: Yeah, um, in our own shows, we don't have restrictions. But even for stand-up comedy, you know, uh, we have different kind of shows. If it's dirty comedy, we label it. So people know that what it's a dirty think? comedy
1: dirty com It's a rated R? What do you do?
2: Yes, yes, it's a rated R. It's called the Dirty Comedy Show. And uh, what's surprising is that one time, um, I saw, like, people, women in a baya, like, in a baya burka come to our show. I was... It was cute. I was like, I think that's how they kind of yes. went out their presentation or something. Yeah. Even might just
1: hearing some dirty jokes. Did they la- Could you tell they could laugh? I mean, they're covered.
2: No, N- I didn't notice. But uh, there <laughs> was this, um, this one time I'm going to be. Um, so this one time that I, we had like four uh, Malby looking people walk in our show and they all had backpacks. And I was like. I think we're going down. So I went up on stage and I was like, I'm really sorry, but are you four really here for the show? What's in your backpack? They're like, no, 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 we're really here for the show. And I was like, wow. I'm like, I, we couldn't cheat, check their bags, but I think we should start doing it now. That's correct. That's correct. I mean, and that's pretty scary though, Natalia. Yeah. Those guys were having fun. They were having fun. Okay. And they were they were,
1: they were were dressed up in like conservative, like mullah outfit.
2: Yes, and they had, like, beard going on and a backpack. And, like, you know how it is, or, like, the shalwar above their ankle yes, and everything yes, going on. Yes,
1: yes, yes. new you know, way of hearing it. You know, Natalia, I feel like as conservative as Pakistani society can be, I have a lot of Iranian friends. There's a big Persian population in Los Angeles. Massive, right? Big Iranian population. So I have a lot of Iranian friends. And we were talking, so one of them is a stand-up comic. She's, like, my baby sister here. And we were talking, and she goes to me, hey, they're opening up a comedy club in Iran, and, uh, and they, they, they're like, they're a big fan of yours, Mona, and they want to bring you on to interview you, you know, for the comedy club and stuff. I was like, okay. They're like, but you have to wear the scarf. Because in Iran, a woman cannot step outside of the house if her hair is exposed. Wow. The moral police will come and get you. Like, they will literally, the morality police will come and get you, throw you in prison. So I feel like in that sense, Pakistan is way better in that we, sense. We, we, yeah, don't yeah. Have, we don't have a Khamenei government. We don't have this ultra-conservative, crazy Muslim, you know, government that's, that's going to be like, oh, Natalia, you can't go out, you can't, you know. By the way, they they don't even allow... Uh, music. Women cannot play music on camera. That is not allowed. Uh, women cannot go up on stage and do comedy. That's not allowed. Um, you have to be fully covered if you even talk about I mean, it's hardcore in Iran. Hardcore. So do you feel like, I mean, with the current government, I mean, isn't Amran Khan's wife wear a full-blown burqa?
2: Yeah, yeah he, uh, he, does, he does. But we do have such restrictions. Um, we're not like that of an Islamist state anymore. Exactly. I feel. Yeah. Uh, it was during Ziawal Haq that uh, yeah. even youth pastors were supposed to cover their heads. That's correct. I remember that. I was there when
1: Zal Haq uh, died. I was there. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I I remember that. I mean, what? But the, the, you know, can you have you guys had like broadcasted comedy shows on air in, like? all these you know major networks in our ary and all those channels you guys have or no
2: no 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 i don't think we've made it that far and another thing is that there are a lot of restrictions uh, when it comes to these channels you know the kind of things that we want to talk about they're not gonna air it because you see the kind of content they make the kind of dramas they make the kind of audience they have they don't want to hear what we have to say what our women issues are or you know Mm -hmm. how woke we are um, so I feel like digital is the platform we don't need. TVs are obsolete right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um everything is so digitalized and um we have a lot of voice. Uh we're not getting censored. Uh I feel like we've become we can uh, we we have had shows on YouTube which are uncensored when talking about everything. So I feel like we, we can talk about these things on digital compared yeah. to
1: TV. I mean, would don't you feel that it would give you guys more maybe weight, perhaps? if a major network comes out and says hey you know what
2: i want to showcase these uh, this incredible talent over here that would that would uh, i mean that would give us the audience which is like the masses because masses is what makes you and breaks you and they are watching tv Mm -hmm. um but unfortunately the kind of content that tv wants to create uh is something that we we it never works out a lot of people have contacted us different channels hum that you want to do like something like SNL. We want to do this. It somehow yeah. never works out. It just doesn't. What well, it doesn't work out because they have a lot of restrictions. And even how the TV operates, the production houses, how the channels operate—it's a—it's. It's, I'm not really happy with TV industry of Pakistan. I've had like really bad experiences in terms of money, in terms of um, professionalism. I hate it. Like I like never say that. When I'm on shoots, I hate my time there. It's they make you wait so much, and the way they treat young artists is, you know, it's just. I'm still part of the show on Express where I'm doing like character in every episode. With it's with and Khan. It's they've they've they have uh, had a lot of budget in it, but they have yeah. never worked on the content, which is ro- so important. So it's just I hate my time. I shouldn't be saying this here, but I really wanna quit.
1: I doubted if they're gonna listen to this, so don't don't worry yeah, about it. You can I talk, it. You. <laughs> talk. I mean, also, so so part. So when I go on sets here, when I do shows, like uh, you know, like I I was on a I was on two major TV shows, one for ABC and one for Apple TV. That's coming out soon. There's a lot of waiting that's just kind of is part of the game. They just because they have to shift, you know, they have to set the chan- you know, stage up and the mics and all that. And when they're ready, they're like ready on the set. And then they bring you on, wire you up and then you do your thing. But, but as far as the money aspect goes, I think in America we have, you know, we have a SAG-AFTRA, which is the unions that we have for
2: television and for film. Do you guys have unions or stuff like that in Pakistan? We don't. Uh, I think we do have one union, which is actually held by the most powerful people in the TV industry and actors. But I don't think that they really they're they're effectively working on it or they have created these laws. Recently, they started with this movement that they need uh, artist royalties because we don't have that in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. So there was a petition signed and artists were voicing the concerns. But I don't think anything happened because we don't have a union um, a lot of artists do not want to speak about their issues because they get banned from these production houses. So nobody wants to really talk about it. There's so many payments that are stuck. Um, and this happens to big artists as well. I'm not just saying that it happens to new artists. Um, I'm I'm sure that extras never get paid at all. Um, so there's so many people involved and it's just all this corruption. I just don't like it. Just, right. I mean I mean I would think that these channels make money it's not like they don't make money
1: that's how they stay in business but then they yeah. they, they cheat the artists
2: they do they do, they do cheat artists um I don't feel like they, when they give us the contract so we don't have a lot of way as for an artist to sign that contract we just we do it because um, for me I just do it because I love to act I love to perform yeah otherwise um, and I'm not really dependent dependent on it money wise but a lot of these artists it's their it's their basic job is how they earn that's right uh, so for them they just have to take the risk and they just have to bear all that right right i mean it's i i mean that's it's it's so sad you know when i look at like these big
1: actresses like uh, uh mavish hayat is her name mavish hayat yeah. uh, and um uh, Mayra khan is is that another yeah, one? Yeah. right yeah. um
2: when I, so how do they get paid i mean they look like they they make money yeah yeah of course when you when you reach a certain status then obviously the balls in your court but to reach that you have go through so much some people continue some people don't um is there a mean, casting? is there a casting couch thing going on i'm pretty sure there is uh, i haven't experienced uh, it obviously so i can't really say or mm-hmm. comment on it but i'm sure there are mm-hmm. and it's so sad that people like nevesh hayad who have worked and ho- worked so much on their faces, as well as on their on themselves. When they receive an award, uh, they're told that they slept their way through it. We don't hear that about a guy, right? So That's it's right. so sad that, I That's mean, right. however big you get, you don't get a respect because you're an artist after all. So to get that acceptance the society, we're called the Kanjars, you know? We call them Mirasis. <laughs> tell people what that means. How do I even tell them? How do you, how do you translate a Kanjar? <laughs> Kanjar is, I, I would
1: say somebody who's, uh, you know, low class, somebody de classe, somebody who it's
2: is ignorant. It's a derogatory term used for artist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For artists? I've never heard of that before.
2: Yeah, yeah. if you're an artist, your family or whoever is going to call you Kanjar. It's a derogatory term used for artists. I did not know that.
1: I thought Kanjar was just a term you use for somebody who was de classe, somebody uneducated, unrefined, who's an idiot.
2: I mean Kanjar is used and abuse as well, but I feel like it's more used for artists as well. To Kanjare if you're doing all this, or to Mirasi. Mirasi is actually pretty much used uh for artist. And mirasi, miras, What does that mean? Miras in real actually means that something that you inherit and which is a talent. Mm. But they use Mirasi uh in a wrong connotation. They use it to, uh, to shame you. They don't mean good when they say it. When the, when the marasi meaning you or there's something wrong with you um no it's only used for artists that um uh, how do I even explain this I'm gonna look it up and send it to you so you can share marasi. it already okay okay I'm gonna keep
1: that word in mind and ask other I, I'm gonna ask my mom mom what does marasi mean tell me in English what does it mean
2: Actually, that's what my Khala even said. She asked me, she calls me, and she's like taking an update on things. And, you know, I tell her about my company jungle. I'm like, you know, your
1: aunt. Yeah, yeah, your aunt. My
2: aunt. Yeah. I'm like, you know, Auntie, I'm doing this. I throw events. Uh, it's for artists. Our people come. It's like a networking space. And I'm just giving her this entire pitch, right, about my company. In the end, she's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's do some translation for our uh, American friends. That be she's your aunt said,
2: "Shut up!" And what did she say? a brothel. I don't know. <laughs> this is a brothel that you're running. Kanjirhana is probably that, right? Right, that's like the intent of saying that, because that it's a there's brothel. There's happening, there's singing happening, people are partying. This is definitely a brothel. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because that's not what happens in brothels. There's, there's just a lot of fucking going on in brothels. There's no fucking happening at the jungle. Like zero, yeah. zero fucking. <laughs> I mean, that's what you think it is, right? It's called the jungle. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what happens. I mean, I do, ha- I'll tell you what my goal actually was behind the jungle. Initially, I started with only throwing parties. I just wanted Pakistanis to get laid. That was my goal. Yes, yes. That is a great
1: goal, Natalia. Right? Listen, people should get laid and just not make any more children because the country is horribly
2: overpopulated. I mean, the world is ending. Who wants to bring a child into this world right now? I don't, Natalia. I have no intentions. Do you want to have kids? I got an IUD. I'm not having kids.
1: Yes, Natalia reason nine hundred and nine ninety nine to love natalia girl are you kidding me ah dude i have no desire to have children yeah fuck that i'm not fucking having kids no desire yeah, yeah. No. good for you is that a is that is that more and more young people realizing in pakistan where they're just like dude the world's ending if this shit sucks why am i gonna have a child or people are continuing to have more kids
2: i mean i don't think a lot of people think this way but uh definitely more women do not have want to have kids anymore uh just say initially when we were married we were told that as soon as you get married on your wedding night you must conceive you know so in nine months you have a baby ready but not anymore um it's the aunties always asking you you know do you have good news my mother-in-law asked me the second day of my marriage I went down to get eggs and she's like when are you having an egg and I'm like what <laughs> Are you popping like? eggs. They're not fertilizing that's all <laughs> <laughs> and, and the craziest thing is that she's like I've already thought of the name he's gonna be called Kaidi <laughs> <laughs> and my husband's name is Muhammad Ali so she oh just god. wanted him to be called Kaidi Azam Muhammad Ali oh my god what what does your husband do is he an entertainer too um he's actually a filmmaker Oh, very cool! Well, and he makes uh, like TV stuff, like movies. What does he do? So he's a documentary filmmaker. Is actually an Emmy Award winner. Oh my god, that's amazing! I have to. What's his movie? Um, it's called Outlawed in Pakistan. It's actually um docu- um, it's a documentary on a rape victim. Wow. rape survivor i haven't actually watched it because this topic is really sensitive to me and if he's got an award as on well, like i'm not ready yet one day i will we will have a premiere uh, wow. but currently he's working for habib university and he's he's just trying to connect filmmakers with mentors and you know doing all kind of filmmaking shit <laughs> yeah that's awesome i mean you know it,
1: it sounds like you guys are you guys are both, so are you do you guys now live in your own house or did you, did you move in with the parent his parents house
2: so it's just his mom here um he yeah. has a sister but she's uh, uh immigrated to canada so it's okay. just we are in the upper portion and the un, the mother in law she can't even climb stairs so she stays, <laughs> she, stays <laughs> she stays down there she stays down the relationship is really good she's really cute she's religious uh-huh. Yeah. And she has her own views and we love it.
1: Oh uh, she sounds like a sweetheart though. She doesn't sound like somebody who's like overpowering. So she sounds no, like a... that's awesome.
2: She, yeah, that's she's cool. really sweet. We basically yeah. we three all three of us are Pisces. Oh, love Pisces.
1: They're the best. Pisces are the best. Uh sensitive, caring souls. Uh
2: it's great. What's your
1: song, sign? I'm a Taurus. Hmm. Yeah.
2: I can see that. Now, now that you mentioned it.
1: Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, are you now working on like a stand-up special or something? Or what are you working on?
2: Um, currently, I'm working on a script. Actually, we're trying to, I don't know if you know, I mean, of course, you know that I'm a writer as well, because I write stand-up comedy. Sure. So me and my husband, we're trying to create a story that we're trying to pitch to uh, Goethe, actually, which is a German uh uh, counselate in Pakistan, is actually looking for writers. They're going to mentor us, uh, get a writing writer's room, and then they're going to give us this opportunity to pitch our story to German producers. So we're actually working on a script right now. That's wonderful. Uh, and what is the script about? Okay, so we only have two days to submit uh, a yeah. synopsis and the one-liner premise. So just today, I came up with this thing that... Um, Um, so...
0: At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to $800. Bucks, only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at TMobile.com.
2: I'm so lost right now, and it's actually <laughs> one AM, Mona. <laughs> I know, and I'm gonna wrap up in like literally one minute with you. Okay, so it's just like um, uh, a heroic journey of this. Um, l- I'll tell you later. I don't want. I don't want to ruin it right now by not. You're you don't even have to tell me the story. I mean, is it a TV? Is it film? What is it? It's a series. It's gonna turn into a series. Okay, uh, Lela wants to give justice to people but she cannot because uh, she's talking fuck it fuck it <laughs> i'll tell you later that's totally fine it's totally fine
1: <laughs> natalia uh this has been such a great fun conversation i learned a lot so thank you very much for taking the time to stay up till one in the morning and do this where
2: can people follow you if they want to follow you uh, firstly thank you for having me it was always great, great talking people. to you and you're thank so you, vibrant you. I love your energy and I'm so proud yes. that you're a fellow Pakistani woman doing so much for us I mean even giving us this platform means that you really want to build on getting more female Pakistani comics otherwise yes. people don't really do that yes. uh, so yeah you can follow me on Instagram it's Natalia Gul on Facebook it's Natalia Gul on YouTube it's Natalia Gul um, that's it. That's about it. Natalia Guljalani. And do you have a, why, why
1: can people go and do you do like live stream any of your mics or anything like that
2: online where people can watch it? Uh, we don't really do that, but I'm thinking since there's a lockdown, we will we'll have some Zoom shows, but uh, they're in Urdu. We will yeah. try to have a global audience. Of course, we will try to perform in English for you. So yeah. we, can, we can make that happen, by the way. Yeah. We can get more. More comics, yeah, for sure. And we can get more female comics to do a show for you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would totally love to do that. That sounds really
1: wonderful. I uh, would definitely down. do that. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm totally down to do that, Natalia. This has been a pleasure. We'll bring you back on again soon. But this was a great conversation, so thank you so much. Definitely, thank you for this. Thank you. Thanks. Take care, right, guys. Now go to sleep. <laughs> go to bed. Bye. That was my lovely friend, Natalia Gull. Uh, I had such a great conversation with her. I am so glad that I could chat with her. You guys, if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do. You can go to youtube.com forward slash want comedian. I am also of the same name on Facebook. And, um, and uh, yeah, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at, uh, at Monos Comedy. Uh, and um, that is about it for me, you guys. Uh, I will be back with a brand new guest. Uh, have a lovely day because we're doing this in our earlier in the day uh and i will see you guys soon
0: At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to $800. Only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com.